Hey, Soraya. Hey, Jeff. So I don't know about you, but I am still on a high from that monkey show that we saw last weekend. So your first show post pandemic or pre, I don't know, so <laughs> whatever we are, whatever it we felt are good. in. It felt great being out and seeing live music. With There's friends. nothing that can ever match it ever. Yes. Exactly. And it was a great show. It was a great show. Good company, fantastic music, and a really special night. Absolutely. That was fantastic. It was good to, to be able to hang out with friends again and enjoy such a fabulous performance. But I'm still, I'm still on a high from that. Oh my gosh, me too. But, but for today, I won't episode, go on. Today's episode is not a monkeys panel review, although we should no, although. It would be a great idea, but no, I think, I think our guest today, I mean, uh, our guest today, we've, we've had him on before, um, but uh, Jeff and I are really excited about talking about the, uh, talking to him and talking about his uh, latest release. So Pat, wanna, uh, Jeff, do you want to <laughs> let everyone knows who's on the show yes and you almost spoiled ah, spoiler. <laughs> but uh we're gonna be talking uh this is um a flyer for the release that we're gonna be talking about so we're talking to pat thomas who we've had on the show before talking about barbara manning talking about steve Wynn, talking about all kinds of stuff just paisley underground in general so we know pat um is just a master of all trades but we haven't really focused on his music as much as i think we should uh, music that he's created so his band mushroom has this 2021 release songs of descent uh, which is a live recording from the makeout room in san francisco bay area that they recorded on august 9th 2019 and we wanted to bring pat on to talk about this release because for me um this cd is one of my top favorites of the year definitely my top 10 so um we wanted to bring pat on so we have him coming up in a bit and we were talking a little bit about this cd release and how this band came together and what this band is sounds good let's get started let's do it hi this is soraya and this is jeff our podcast is called paisley stage raspberry and rhyme a podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes we hope you'll join our conversation and without further ado agroviar let's get groovy so guys what is this episode number 787 or what are we up to by now Pretty close, 153. 150, got it. Feels We're like, up to 150. Feels like there's been at least 300 of them. Uh, <laughs> this one's a little, a little I, think, I think that's Pat's way of saying, you guys need to keep it shorter. <laughs> Some of these go <laughs> too long. Oh, yeah. So did everybody do their homework? Speaking of class. Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. We listened. We enjoyed. Well, well, Jeff has the advantage. He's actually seen Mushroom live at least once, maybe twice, right? He's got me beat. Yeah, a few times at Cafe Nella. And I wanted to mention that, Pat, and thanks for joining us to discuss the new Mushroom CD that I have right here, Songs of Descent, um, which is a live recording um, from the Makeout Room live performance that you guys did on August 9th, 2019. Um, first release from the band in over a decade. 
And like you mentioned, Pat, I was fortunate enough to see the band uh, a couple times at Cafe Nella in Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. And um, for those who haven't had a chance to see Mushroom, I don't know if there'll be more opportunities, but if you do get the opportunity, please go see this band. They're incredible. And uh, according to your little hype sticker, Pat, the band is described as a psychedelic jazz rock improv. So that's what you get when you go to see Pat. Uh, for the most part, the songs are being created at the moment you're seeing them. So mm-hmm. very good. Well, thank you for joining us, Pat, to discuss this CD. We really appreciate it. Yeah, well, um, you know, this CD, besides being the first CD in a long time, is the first CD to feature two new members that you've you've known for a long time, Vic, Victor Krumenacher and David Immergluck from Monks of Doom and Camper Van Beethoven, etc. Um, so basically, we Mushroom has always sort of been based in San Francisco. And then when I moved to L.A. a few years ago, I, I started initially, we were just calling it Mushroom L.A. to sort of yeah. differentiate it from the other Mushroom. But it's it's all just sort of become one big happy family, but uh, yeah, Victor Krumenacher and, and David Immergluck have become uh, kind of key members at this point. Um, so we recorded that album, and it, it probably would have come out a year or so ago, except you know, obviously due to COVID, we didn't want to try to put out a a CD in the middle of COVID, so we kind of waited for it to curtail. Um, but the cool thing about Mushroom is is it's you know it is kind of a free form thing. There's there's a few core members, me, of course, Ned Doherty on bass. But, uh, you know, being here in L.A., for example, DJ Bonebreak is from X has played vibraphone a few times. Uh, Sid, we don't usually have vocals, but Sid Straw jumped on stage and did some wild vocal improv, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, Pat, uh, one of the things you start out in the introduction piece, uh, Founding Father, saying 22 years ago right. makeout room gave mushroom their first show so take us back 22 years how does mushroom get its start or where did oh. the idea come from okay well uh is 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 your listeners will remember from previous episodes i, I was in a band in the 80s called absolute gray uh where i was the drummer and then in the 90s mid 90s i switched over to being a singer songwriter i put out a couple of albums and Germany with kind of a Lou Reed, Dylan vibe. I think we discussed those briefly once in another episode. Um, and so what happened was in the early to mid nineties in, in Germany, and I was also living there, people like Chris Kakavis, uh, Steve Wynn, uh, Barbara Manning, Penelope Houston, uh, myself to a lesser degree, like everybody loved like acoustic-y folk rock guitar stuff right in germany it was very popular and and all of those bands including myself toured a lot there and then one day the germans were like ah i've had enough of this shit right and so i kind of was getting sick of it myself so i decided to go back to drumming and by this point i was really into not to make it all about germany but i was into bands like can and faust Kraut rock bands. I also loved Soft Machine from and King Crimson, uh, Miles Davis when he went electric. So I wanted to start kind of a, a psychedelic jazz thing. And I actually, uh, this is actually kind of funny. The first like five mushroom albums, I use a fake name. 
uh, I'm not Pat Thomas. I'm actually Patrick O'Hearn. And that's because in Germany, I was so well known for being sort of the grandfather of this scene of, of acoustic-y type music um, that I didn't, I didn't want anyone to think Mushroom was more of the same, right? So, so Mushroom actually took on, Mushroom got so popular in Germany that we wanted to put out four albums and toured there. But the early reviews, I love them because it doesn't say Pat Thomas, the guy who brought you Chris Kakibis. It says some guy named Patrick O'Hearn is doing this cool, weird music, right? So, um, yeah, so basically, the, you know, the band was, there were no Germans in the band. By this point, I'd moved back to San Francisco. So, so we just started in San Francisco with various friends, you know, and things. And, uh, you know, kind of dancing around with the chronology. But needless to say, Mushroom starts years ago. And we developed a pretty good uh, German phone. And we also did pretty well in the United States. We have this album called Analog Hi-Fi Surprise that's now available on Bandcamp with a ton of bonus tracks. But, you know, that album sold like, I don't know, four or five. 5,000 in the United States, which, you know, for me is like a gold record um, and got some good press. That was in 1999. Um, wow. And so over time, there's been maybe 10 sort of what I call core mushroom members and then have been about 20 sort of floating members or occasional members, you know. Uh, but there's like 15 albums uh, out there. You know, many of them are out of print, of course, but I'm, I'm slowly building the band camp page. In fact, if anyone is listening, if they, if you Google mushroom band camp songs of descent, you'll quickly find our band camp page. Yeah. And please go do that for anybody that's listening. Pat, I'm glad you are talking about the membership <laughs> of mushroom. Um, there are some connections to the Paisley underground besides yourself as a producer that's put out multiple records that are if not directly or indirectly related to Paisley Underground. You, in your membership, you've also had Alec Palau, who's played with Rain Parade. Um, Juan point. Gomez, who also used to play with um, Dennis Duck um, and Human Hands. And, Clay Allison um, and uh, er, you know, early versions of Opal. Yep. Yeah, so there's definitely some con connections. And I see you kind of as this conductor of Mushroom. When I've seen you live, you're not um, um, yelling out, barking out orders or very specific, but you're definitely guiding mm -hmm. the band in multiple ways, um, pointing to people to start songs. Yeah. Um, definitely with a beat. There's times when you, you're, you'll jump in and you're playing the beat that um, ties into what everybody's doing. But then there's also times when you go a completely different direction and start driving the band in other directions. So as this conductor type person of Mushroom, at least the way that I see it, mm -hmm. with this membership, um, rotating membership and core membership, how are these people chosen? Are they just friends of yours or people you appreciate musically? Or how do you bring yeah, in all these know, people? You know, I think that for people like, you know, obviously DJ Bonebrook's not a not an, an active member, but for somebody like DJ, certainly for David Emmergluck, you know, these guys play in bands that are very popular, right? X or Counting Crows. And they have a probably a pretty strict set list, you know, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. The idea that someone of their caliber can come in and just do whatever the hell they want 
and also not have to rehearse, right? So it's it's a way I think of some musicians blowing off a little steam, right? Uh, maybe for some of the musicians that are lesser known that don't have a, a famous band, uh, like the bass player Ned Doherty, for example, he just loves the you know the the whole sort of jazz rock psychedelic improv thing, regardless, you know. Um, and it, it's kind of cool, you know, like, I mean, uh, Chris, what is it? Or Greg, Greg, Greg Leischer from Camper, you know, he, he just sat in with us and, and he said, man, I've been wanting to do this for years. Right? I'm thinking, really? <laughs> you know, like, like we've, we've kind of, you know, again, I, I don't want to overstate like we're some popular band, but I, I think amongst people who know, uh, you know, they kind of, they kind of dig it. Um, but but basically the, the the people are are friends of mine that I know, you know have, they they share the aesthetic. In other words, they have a handful of King Crimson or Miles Davis records in their collection, and they kind of know, uh, you know. There's been there's been very few people that didn't cut it, so to speak. And by that I don't mean their musicianship's not good enough. I mean there's been only a few people that kind of did, it and they're like, you know, I could tell that it just wasn't. For, for them you know right Almost everyone who's played with us is generally really liked it and most people are like can i come back or oh. you know so it's it's been cool the other cool thing about it you don't have the band drama in other words there's no band meetings <laughs> there's no band arguments uh yeah you know, it's very you know whatever it is and the other thing that's a little different between our la gigs and our bay area gigs when we play in la i always put the drums right in front so in other words, I'm like where the lead singer, if there was a singer, would have been, and everyone else is behind me, which really gives it the feel of me as the band leader. When we play in San Francisco, I'm like most drummers, I'm in the back, but I, I'm still sort of consciously or subconsciously sort of calling, you know, the shots. When we're in the studio, the way that I conduct is I add and subtract members. In other words, I'll go, okay, we're going to play for an hour with just these four guys. Then we're going to play for an hour with these seven guys. Then we're going to play for an hour with these five guys, right? And 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 adding and subtract, you know, I don't tend to do that live because it would be chaotic. But in the studio, I sort of add and subtract guys, and that, and that creates a whole mood in and of itself, you know. Well, you had mentioned the influence of Miles Davis, and I wanted to bring up at, at this point that although Songs of Descent is more psychedelic jazz rock, you've had in the past more towards the jazz side of it and Eddie Gale who's a, a legend in and of himself as a trumpeteer who played with the Sunra Orchestra right orchestra yeah. um you, you even worked with like these amazing jazz musicians as well as these rock yeah there there's been times when mushroom was had horns sometimes one sometimes two or three so, so for example, Eddie Gale, as you said, was played with Sunra. Eddie Gale did two albums on Blue Note in the 1960s, one called Ghetto Music and one called Black Rhythm Happening. And for people that are into funky jazz, he's like a legend. He unfortunately passed away recently. For, for most of Mushroom's existence, we had Ralph Carney on saxophone and clarinet. Ralph was in Tom Waits band for 15 years. He toured with the B-52s. Uh, He's even on some Galaxy 500 records. Like, you know, Ralph was a maverick horn player. And the only reason he's not with us is he fell down the stairs, broke his neck and died, uh, sadly. 
Uh, and then another notable player we had, we had a trumpet player named John Birdsong, who uh, in the 90s toured a lot with Beck. And he also toured with uh, this English singer songwriter, Beth Orton. So, so yeah, we have, uh, we have done the horn thing. Uh, we did a gig in September with uh, a woman named Beth Custer on bass clarinet, who's well, very well known in San Francisco. So yeah, there has been times where it's been a, more of a horn thing. Um, you know, obviously with Emmergluck and Victor, it becomes very much a guitar thing. Um, and then sometimes, you know, we've got guys with, uh, you know, we sometimes have two keyboard players, you know, one guy maybe playing a funky Fender Rhodes, another guy doing sort of, you know, <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's, it's, I think it's never boring for us as the players and it's, it's hopefully never too boring for the, uh, for the listeners. No, never. I'm glad you mentioned Ralph because Songs of Descent, uh, you've dedicated to Ralph. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the, for people here in LA, you know, Ralph was an occasional part of the Wild Honey crew. Uh, I know he did the Big Star Third, and I think he did something else. But yeah, a lot of a lot of people knew Ralph. Really great guy. Um, and Pat, for this album, sorry, just uh, going back to the album for a minute. The intent was it twenty two years? Let's go back to the make uh, to the makeout room or. Um, well, what happened was um, our first gig, you know, was at the makeout room, as I mentioned, on the CD itself. Over the next like 10 plus years, we we, we played the makeout room a lot, but we did other plays. We played the Grand American Music Hall. We opened for these Kraut Rock legends, Faust. We, we played outside of the Shoreline Amphitheater on a mini stage as openers for the band, yes. Um, so we played a lot of venues, but about 10 or 15 years ago, I got tired of, and anyone who's been in a band knows what this is like, especially if, it, if you're not a, a famous band, right? You, you call up a club, can I please play? And then of course they don't return your call. Can I please, right? So I just, you know, as I started to get older, I was like, oh my God, this is so pain. Anyway, I, I have this sort of arrangement with the makeout room. And by arrangement, I just mean the owner, Marty, is a friend where I just say, Marty, can we play the makeout room? And he goes, sure. Right. There's, there's none of this dance mm -hmm. that you do. Uh, the other thing is, is, is people in local bands know to be like, well, if I give you a Tuesday night, you know, how many people can you guarantee me? If I give you the Friday, I mean, you know, like the makeout room doesn't really work like that because their, their main income later in the evening, they're like a, they're like a discotheque for young hipsters. So the, so the music Marty only books what he likes and he's, he's never been concerned with, well, you had 40 paying customers, but I was really hoping you'd have 50, right? Like we've never had that conversation. <laughs> and so basically it wasn't so much about a homecoming. It was just like, this is our regular gig. Right. And I kind of noted the fact that, hey, it's, it's been 22 years, you know. So was the intention to make an album when you guys performed? No, 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 no. We, we tend to record every show, usually an amateur recording, you know, just somebody in the audience, a buddy or, or, you know, this particular show, because there were two Monks of Doom, there's a Monks of Doom nerd, uh, and I mean that lovingly, who tapes everything that those guys do. And then Gary Habish, who I've known for years, who, who works with us on and off as a mastering engineer, you know, I, he came down um, 
and recorded, you know, professionally, but, but there wasn't like, we're making a live album. What okay. happened was, and, and we're going to nerd out here for a minute. The Monks of Doom guy, he's credited on the album. I just can't think of his name. He's so into it that he records on two separate hard drives with two different sets of stereo mics. So in other words, he's, he's double recording it. You follow what I mean? Wow. Okay. And then of course my buddy Gary's recording it, right? So for those of you that have heard the album or will hear the album, there's a real sort of 360 degree sound. It's, it's almost like a, I mean, it's stereo, but it feels like it's 5.1. <laughs> and that's because you've got three recordings that have been blended together on Pro Tools. Wow. So in other words, you've got microphones over here and you've got them over there, you know. So you're, you're getting this room sound. And it's particularly interesting because there's three drummers and you're hearing the hand percussion, you're hearing the drummer, you know, like, I don't know, I, I think it's a really cool recording. And then luckily, we just haven't have done a really good show. You know, it could have been like, oh, it sounds great, but the music is boring. It was, it was a really great combination of a great night for us. And then this very special, uh, you know, recording technique. Nice. So Tom Scharf, I believe, is the name of the person that yes i think he also records everything to do with camper as well but I think yeah it's just yeah. camper monk sky really yeah. nice guy. <laughs> so pat um specifically talking about songs of descent and generally talking about mushroom i'm fascinated about the the titles that you come up for the, oh, okay. the song pieces so i in a live setting it probably it doesn't matter you're not introducing the next song is such and such I mean, no. as we talked about earlier, most of these songs are created on the spot with the vibe from the, I imagine the audience and definitely the, the musicians in the band. But right. you, you'll most likely never hear a song twice. Although on this album, Kraut Mask Replica yeah. was a title that also from yesterday, I saw you kissing tiny flowers, a previous release um, that oh. came out in 2007. Right. So when do the titles come up? Is it when you're releasing something? And yeah. how do you come up with these crazy titles? Basically, after everything is done, right? So in other words, we've, let's say, we, let's say we're in the studio where we might record 30 bits and use 10, right? I don't title those 30 bits. Got it. Uh, like what I might do is, is more, right? Like, like, you know, slow blue song, um, fast and funky with a sitar, you know, like just, to remember what the, how the song is, right? Descriptive. Okay. Descriptive, right. But then when the album is sort of put together, like these are the 10 songs, I just sort of, <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of beat poetry. I'm a big fan of Allen Ginsberg and uh, William Burroughs and these guys. And, and they were very big on improvisation with words, right? Yes. So I just sort of, I just sort of throw it out there. You know, and they're, and they're meant with, they're, most of them, not all of them are meant with humor. Th this particular album, I'm not sure has a ton of funny ones, but there's, there's other albums that are like, you probably laugh your ass off when you read it. Right. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and read the titles for this. So we have, um, okay. and, and I'll mention that the shortest piece is about seven and a half minutes. The right. longest piece, close to a half an hour. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So the, the introduction piece you've titled Founding Father um, piece number two, two men say they're Jesus. One of them must be wrong. I love that. Um, you, you've got to get in to get out. Right. Uh, everything's gone green. The March of the Wooden Soldiers. 
free mm -hmm. range. And then the last piece, which is about 30 minutes, just shy of 30 minutes, Kraut Mask Replica, which we mentioned, Steal This Riff, which is great. Yeah. And then Redux. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so. right, right. Uh, so, two men say they're Jesus. One of them must be wrong, Pat. Yes. Where does that come from? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't uh, know where that, that's your title. But. Well, okay. This will probably cause people to gag because <laughs> a lot of people don't like this band. That's actually a song lyric, a piece of a lyric from a Dire Straits song of all places. Yes. Right now, nice. I personally kind of like the Dire Straits, especially the early stuff. Other people go, oh my God, the Dire Straits, I think I'm going to puke. But it, it's, it has nothing to do musically with the Dire Straits. But when I heard Mark Knopfler sing that lyric like 35 years ago, I said, that's a great lyric, right? Um, March of the Wooden Soldiers, you know, that's, that's a lyric from Lou Reed's Sweet Jane. Uh, Crowd Mask Replica, of course, is, is a pun, right? There's Trout Mask Replica. Captain Beefheart. Uh, yeah, people love Kraut Rock, you know, so that's playful. Um, Everything's Going Green is one of the rare cases of, of, of me letting someone else title it. That's actually Immergluck came up with that. Um, wow. Now, one title that I wanted to use <laughs> that didn't get used, it'll get used in the future maybe, it was called Yorma Kalkowin versus Victor Krumenacher. Oh. Yorma <laughs> oh, Kalkowin, of course, is the guitar player of the Jefferson Airplane, right? Um, but, you know, sometimes the titles like, like um, one album had uh, What Do You Say to a Man who's, who's Just Killed a Lion with His Bare Hands and Is Now Making Love to Your Wife. Right. Uh, right. So some, sometimes the titles are, you know, goofy. Um, another one is uh, something against uh, DJ. What the hell is that title? Oh, well, here's another one. Um, Americans Own the Moon. They bought it from the Germans who won it in a poker game during World War II. Okay. Now, where the hell did I come up with that, right? When we were touring Germany, that was written on the bathroom wall in a, in a club we played. Wow. You know, so I, I just sort of like, and I don't really write these down. It's not like I have a book where I go, okay, I'll, I'll use this for a title two years from now. I just sort of remember these lyrics or these bathroom wall things, nice. uh, you know, and, th and that's where the titles, you know, uh, come from. Uh, sometimes they might be a movie I just watched, you know, um, so yeah, the, it's, I don't know, it's fun. It's one of the funnest parts of the, of the process, really, for me, you know. Words floating around in the head of Pat Thomas. Yeah, exactly. Improv all around, from title <laughs> to song, right. To album. right. Exactly. Well, Pat, we didn't want to take up too much of your time, but for our listeners, um, Songs of Descent, mine's got Victor's little scribble here. Oh, <laughs> okay. I got I to gotta hunt you down, Pat, and uh, so stalk you and see if I can get you just, to sign. I just, again, wanted to promote, if you Google Bandcamp, and so you just put in the words Bandcamp, Mushroom, Songs of Descent, or obviously if you go to Bandcamp, uh, I think I think there's a few different mushrooms. So if you go to Bandcamp, just put in mushroom and songs of descent, it'll come up. Um, this is available on CD and a download. And then what I consider perhaps one of our best albums, Analog I Five Surprise, is a uh, you know deluxe edition. And I sell this shit super cheap. Downloads are seven bucks. Physical CDs are only ten. You know, so I, I'm you know kind of just getting it out there. 
Um, well, thank yeah. thank you guys. Um, uh, yeah. So again, um, according to your hype sticker, self-described psychedelic jazz rock improv. So you're probably not going to hear like specific songs. You're going to hear songs developing. For me, Pat, this is definitely in my top ten releases of this year. Probably top five. I this. Really? Uh, I have only have a handful of mushroom releases, not all 15 of them or whatever there are, but this one I think is fantastic. It's really good. There's well, some great, great pieces. You know, dude, I, I, I'm particularly flattered because I know you're, you're more of a pop song guy, right? You're not, you're not yep. sitting around cranking like seven hours of soft machine over and over again. Exactly. Fact, the best compliment I got on this record is I was listening to it and a friend of mine who has seen mushroom many times and doesn't like mushroom at all was in the other room and after the thing was done they came in and said what was that i go that's mushroom they said dude i've, I've always hated mushroom but that's great it, it sounds like a, i thought it was like a, a well-known like world beat band right like so that was a very cool compliment for somebody not knowing what it was was already predetermined to dislike mushroom and then said, oh my God, this is, this is great. You know, so there you well, go. There you go. And before we let you go, I just wanted to mention real briefly, um, we've talked about it a little bit, but um, the True West, True West box set is out now, the three CD box set. And um, Pat's got some liner notes in here was part of putting this together. Um, we'll hopefully be able to talk a little bit more about this now that it's out. And then also I wanted to mention real quick, Pat, before saying goodbye, um, the Out of the Gray 3CD box set is coming out. The title, yeah. What Can I Say? No Regrets um, from Dream Syndicate. You're a big part of that. So yeah, you're we'll always do, doing something, we'll, Pat. Well, yeah, we'll do a, uh, well, I believe we're going to do a True West box set uh, podcast, but we'll definitely, after the, the Dream Syndicate thing comes out in January, we can do one on that. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Well, cool, guys. All right, Pat. Well, Good thank you for you, taking some time. Thank you. thank you, guys. And thank you. Thank you for giving us the homework, too. All right, yeah. cool. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, Pat. Have bye a good bye. day. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Soraya, Songs of Descent, live from the makeout room, August 9th, 2019. This is a really fun listen. Um, for me, I've listened to this um, in a couple different settings, including here in my room. Right. Um, but I really like this. Um, in my car driving along the coast uh, so a lot of these songs because they're put together improvisationally they kind of all build and I was mentioning previously that Pat kind of directs these musicians a little bit more um, when at least when I've seen him live where he'll point to somebody and say all right you start the song or you know mm -hmm. start to develop and a lot of times it'll start with maybe something drony or some kind of um, rhythm or um, riff and then everybody will start to come in so these songs slowly start to build into these different things let me turn that off so these songs slowly start to build into something bigger and greater and go they go in all these different places yeah. so um, anyways this is a really fun listen um, no lyrics whatsoever so the only voices that you will hear is Pat's little introduction piece and in between songs, um, a little bit of audience banter, right. unintentional audience banter, but it's all instrumentation and um, some great musicians that played on this. I really enjoy this record quite a bit. So I'm glad that we were able to 
feature Pat Thomas. We've talked to him multiple times as a producer, author, um, but it, I, I'm glad to be able to push even just a little bit the music that he's been a part of. And this yeah. Mushroom Project is fantastic. Yeah, so if they do play live again, I highly Either. recommend them. Um, it's in that live environment where you get to see like all the mm -hmm. magic happening as it's happening. So this, these aren't songs that are well rehearsed where they've gone into rehearsal studios and played it every day for three months before going on their world tour. It's these world-class musicians coming together and just vibing off of each other and creating this music on the spot. It's fantastic. And I think that's what's really enjoyable about Mushrooms music is you really get to enjoy the artistry behind it. You know, these are fantastic musicians and they're coming together. And the whole idea of improv is going one way, see it where it goes and, you know, just kind of working off of those tangents. Great music, excellent musicians. And I'm really glad that Pat has given us this release. And as he mentioned uh, on uh, the Bandcamp page for Mushroom, and he did say there's maybe one or two mushrooms out there. So Mushroom, if you put Mushroom Songs of Descent, you'll go to his. And he said he's building that page. So I know Jeff recommends, I recommend listening to and getting these releases. They're really good. Yes, absolutely. And he's selling them dirt cheap. So if you are so inclined to purchase anything and want to throw him a couple extra dollars, I know Pat can certainly use it. Um, and so, uh, first Friday coming up. Yes, if, yes. If you'd like to make sure that the artist, yeah, it feels like I'm saying the artist formerly known as Prince, the, farmer, the artist that known as Mushroom, <laughs> um, but uh, to support the artist, wait for a first Friday, let them enjoy all of it. Please do. Yes, absolutely. And as Pat teased, um, hopefully we'll be having a discussion with him and perhaps Ronnie and maybe another guest uh, as we do a, a bigger review of True West's yeah. new CD uh, box set. So um, Kaleidoscopes of the Shadows, the story so far. Uh, we did talk to Gavin and Russ a bit before this came out, but now this is out. We'd like to see if we can't bring these guys back. So you might see that in the future. Yours is signed, mine is not. But we'll anyway, so that. hopefully that'll be coming up. We probably uh, will probably be very inconsistent, if nothing, for the rest of the year with the holidays coming up. We don't know. So um, if you don't see us, it's because we're enjoying our holidays with our families. So uh, we'll see what we'll see what we can do. Hey, I, I, two men say they're Jesus. Only one of them's right. One, exactly. of, one of them must be wrong. Exactly. All right. Well, Jeff, mi gente, agruviar. Grew on Paisley people. Mushroom, their first show. That was a fucking mistake. 
That was a big mistake. She's still regretting it. Uh, so here it is 22 years later. Uh, three of us from 22 years ago are still here. Uh, there's a couple of guys who've been with us for at least 18 or 19 years. And uh, there's a couple of new guys. So anyway, thanks for coming down. And we're going to get into the mushroom thing.